Yes! Yes! I'm gonna be an actor ever since I can remember I wanted to try this. I even tried to go to summer stock auditions last year, but of course my father wouldn't let me. For the first time in my whole life, I know what I want to do. And for the first time, I'm gonna do it! Whether my father wants me to or not, Carpe Diem! Yeah, yeah, I want it. Of course, that's from Dead Poet Society. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt the depth of that emotion of, for the first time in my life, I know what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. This is my value, my life, my way. And assuming it's rational, of course. But pursuing your own goals. He wants to be an actor, and of course, his dad doesn't want that. How do you gain your independence? You need to be able to stand up for yourself, even against threats, opposition, as long as you're making rational decisions, you always want to be true to yourself. You don't want to self-betray. And it's not so much seize the day, carpe diem, because you don't want to just randomly go on your whim. This guy has thought about his values a lot, and he definitely wants to be an actor. So what I recommend is trying to Hear the intensity in his voice, that passion, that this is my life, my way. And think about the four major areas in your life. In romance, is it your life, your way? And of course, you need to definitely coordinate that with a partner. It can't be you only, but it's your way, meaning the two of you, a couple style of a, of a wonderful, passionate, sexual, and exciting relationship. Is it your way in another area of life? In friends, your way. Is it your way in what we just talked about, career? He wants to be an actor. Is it your life, your way? Even if it isn't temporarily your life, your way, if you're in a mundane job that, that's just enough to get you going so you can get to the real job in life, that's okay. You're still headed in the right direction. And also in your hobbies. Are you pursuing a hobby you love or many, many kids who were brought up having to take a musical instrument that their parents liked, not that they liked, or having to engage in a sport that they may not like and the parents like, can they have that attitude of this is my life, my way, and gracefully, tactfully learn assertiveness skills so they can take the tentacles of their parents off of them and lead their own life or get their parents on board with them, which is even better. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm here as a clinical psychologist to answer your calls and questions on any question, any concern you have, any personal issue you're struggling with that you would want to ask a best friend but may be afraid to or ask a counselor or a therapist. And to get, this is a time for some free advice. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And uh, you can also visit my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. If you're seeing things running through your head, who can you call? Pick up the phone right now and give me a call. Now, I can remember when my daughter left for college, I had a very sad, sad moment of looking at her room, which was still full of her belongings. Her bed was nicely made with her blankie from infancy still on it and her stuffed animals on it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's gone for good. She's walked out the door into college. She's all grown up and she'll never come back to this room, to this bed. 
Now that was a real tearjerker for me. Well, one mother has the opposite situation. She looks in her son's room, and he's still there. And as far as she can tell, he plans to stay. Only there's a glitch. He's 34 years old, an alcoholic with no ambition to leave. And that's a tearjerker for sure. I'll give her some suggestions coming up. And another listener writes, I'm 36 years old, a mother of three who's been married for 13 years, and I think I hate my husband. I'll try to help her out coming up later on in the show. Also, we'll be talking to Dr. Corey Newman. If you've been married a long time and you feel like your relationship is going down the tubes, but you still have some hope, you don't completely hate your spouse yet, we'll talk about how during a cognitive therapy session you might be able to turn that around for your husband or your wife and yourself. Uh, So uh, we'll be doing a fictitious role play together on how not to throw in the towel on a long-term unhappy relationship. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. Even though it's not therapy, it's an opportunity for you to call in and ask any question that you would want to ask a counselor or a therapist. Toll-free, one Eight seven seven Doctor Kenner. That's toll free, one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And right now, I want to turn to our after hours line. My question is about how I have these like emotional reactions to things that I I know aren't um, correct or moral. Um, and I was wondering what the proper way of changing, I guess, your subconsciously held ideas or what you uh, you have held like all your life. I guess, for example, like if I ever get into a conversation with someone else uh, that I've been friends uh, that I've been friends with for a while, um, I won't necessarily think rationally. I'll just kind of um, act on impulse. And is there? I mean, I guess I, I'm not sure if that makes sense or not, but. Um, I was just wondering what your opinion is on trying to change subconsciously held ideas um, in a healthy way. Okay, how do you change consciously held ideas in a healthy way? For example, now you didn't give me an example, you gave me a hint of an example. It always helps to give me something concrete to work with. And that's true for yourself too if you're trying to change. So let's say that you have a friend that comes to visit and it's a female friend that you know is not a soulmate. But you just act on impulse. You act on casual. You have what's called casual sex. You hook up for the night. And then the next morning, you're left feeling like, oh, this isn't me. You know, I want to preserve this sort of specialness for a real romantic partner. And yes, you know, I can self-stimulate or I can have casual sex, but it somehow leaves me with a weird feeling the next day, and she's hooked on me, not just sexually, not just a hookup, but she she seems to want more from me, because that's typically the case. Um, I had someone tell me once uh, that they've never seen a case, this was a, teen, uh, a young adult, where kids hook up for casual sex, and it works out that one or the other person is really hoping for more, but they just call it casual sex. So there's a lot of emotional hurt. How can you change a pattern like that so you don't always engage in casual sex or you break the habit if you're trying to preserve it for a genuine or genuine true romantic relationship and not make sex just be something like brushing your teeth in the morning well you need to think long range you need to see the consequences the night after the month after the year after so that in the moment of wanting that casual sex you're able to tell yourself no 
I prefer to have, and then offer yourself a better value. I prefer to preserve this for the person that I truly love, and I haven't found that person yet. So you need to think long-range and integrate, and I hope that helps. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Coming up, the woman who hates her husband. I'm going to try to help her. And also, a kid who won't leave the empty nest, and he's 34 years old and an alcoholic. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. It's not romantic, exciting, or fulfilling to be in a relationship with a dull partner, someone who has no strong interests or values and doesn't care to develop any. Such a person does not make life interesting. How can you feel romantically attracted to an empty, superficial person? And who would want to date or marry an unkept, smelly person who lives in grimy sweats, rarely showers, and seldom brushes his teeth or combs his hair? Looks do matter. When you fall in love, you don't fall in love with a disembodied spirit, but with a whole person, mind and body. And who wants a partner who nags, yells, sulks, or never listens to you? Good loving and good romance require good positive communication. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.